Hey, it's your girl, Miss Mouthy, and welcome back for another Mouthy Mondays. And today I definitely wanted to talk about a lot of the things a lot of women had asked me about what um, HRT looks like. And for people who don't know what that looks like, that's hormone replacement therapy. So I thought it would be only right and significant if I bring my very own provider who helps me with my HRT to come and discuss things with y'all today. So um, special guest, can you introduce yourself? I would love to. Uh, my name is Latanya Riddle-Jones, so Dr. Riddle-Jones, and I am an associate uh, professor. I'm sorry. I need to correct that. I'm an assistant okay. professor at Wayne State School of Medicine in Detroit, Michigan, and I'm also the medical director at Corktown Health Center, which is Michigan's first LGBT-focused health center. Um, what we do at Corktown is really we see any person who works walks through the door. Um, we do not turn anyone away, anyone looking for any type of health care, but we really want to make sure that we're a safe space for anyone who self-identifies as a member of the LGBTQ plus community. So that really is our focus. Uh, we have a sliding fee scale, but really if you come in the door and you don't have any health insurance, our goal is to get you insurance that day, but at least by the second appointment. So that's a little bit about what we do. Um, I'm also the vice chair of diversity, equity, and inclusion for the Department of Internal Medicine at Wayne State, because I think equity is really important. That's so good. And I'm so glad you hit on that part, because that was one of my questions about what do people do who may not have insurance um, and how do they get care? So I'm really glad that that's important. So a lot of the questions that I've been getting, Dr. Jones, is about um, if, so I did an episode with a young lady who were thinking about starting hormones and she had her fears around that. And so mm -hmm. I guess my first question would be, what advice would you have for someone just thinking about or contemplating um, HRT? So anyone who's thinking about hormones, so I call it cross sex hormones. Okay. Uh, the reason I call it cross sex hormones is because we're not really replacing. Yes. So we're actually giving hormones in higher doses. Is always changing. No, it's uh -huh. always changing, but <laughs> it's traditionally it's traditionally known as HRT, right? Okay. And so that's what everybody calls it, and that's the common terminology, right? But um, when you come and you talk to me, I'll call it cross-sex hormones, and okay. so I'll call it that because we're giving people a higher dose of a hormone that you already have in your body, but not in these doses, right? Mm -hmm. So. So I'll call it cross-sex hormones. And so really anyone who's thinking about it, I encourage you to do some homework, but you have to do homework from reputable sources, okay? So just go into like Facebook or Instagram. Sometimes there's people putting bad information out there. Yeah. So you want to make sure you're getting accurate information. There's actually healthcare providers out there who don't give the best information or who haven't really done great research so yes we tell you oh you should trust healthcare providers but you can't really trust all healthcare providers and and i'm gonna tell you that i'm just gonna be honest with you so yeah. um some good sources of information would be like university of california uh let's say ucsf is a great source of information so if you just google ucsf trans care you will pull up a website and there are resources that are geared towards people who are looking to look into cross-sex hormones or HRT. And it is really easy to understand. 
Um, you right. don't have to be a provider or a doctor or a nurse to understand the information there. So that's probably one of the best sites. There's also supportive information for anyone who has friends or family members who really wanna understand the process. So that's probably my favorite site to go to. Uh, there's Fenway Health, which is okay. located in Boston. And Fenway has been doing this since the late seventies. So that's another great, great place. Um, you also have Howard Brown in Chicago. So you can Google Howard Brown. Um, so these are great places to look for the information. It's accurate information. It's kept up to date and it's easy to understand. So those are the places I would go to first. But I would stay away from websites that have .com, okay? okay. Because usually .com websites are for-profit organizations. So they're trying to sell you a product. Mm. You don't want to go someplace where somebody's trying to sell you a product, okay? Um, .orgs are usually nonprofit organizations and they really just want to give you reputable information. They're not trying to sell you anything. Now, I know everybody is a little skeptical about the government, right? Right. Everybody's skeptical of the government, whether it's the United States, whether it's the UK. So .govs have great information, but even during this pandemic, we question the government and some mm -hmm. of the information that was, that was out there. So I trust organizations like cdc.gov, but I know not everybody does. Um, so the dot, dot .orgs and for me, .govs are good sources of information. Okay. Um, so thank you for sharing that. One thing I noticed too is like, sometimes girls have not really aware of what options of cross hormone therapy that's out there, right? So like mm -hmm. um, people are automatically want to go to the shots. And I know that was even something that I personally struggle with. Um, mm -hmm. So could you kind of elaborate on what options are available for people who um, is thinking about this journey in their transition? Yeah, absolutely. So for girls who are, are thinking about uh, the medications, and so typically girls are looking to increase their estrogen levels. Okay. Um, there's three forms of estrogen or progesterone. So three forms of the medication. So there's the patches, there's the pills, and then there's the intramuscular, the injectable form, okay? So really there's different reasons to be on the different forms. Uh, estrogen plus any form of nicotine or tobacco is a dangerous combination, okay? So right. that, so anyone who is smoking nicotine or tobacco products, we really encourage you to cut down or to stop smoking. But for some people, it's a matter of life or death. Right. Okay, you gotta have your hormones and smoking is a habit where you just gotta keep trying to quit. And sometimes you quit multiple times. So sometimes it's more important to have your, your, your hormones mm -hmm. and a good healthcare provider is going to understand that and they're going to have that conversation with you and they're not going to give you an ultimatum. Okay. So if you come across a healthcare provider that says, no, I'm absolutely not going to give you your estrogen until you quit smoking, you might want to look for another provider. Okay. Yeah. So you got to find somebody who understands that struggle because it is a struggle, but we really want to lower your risk of anything that's life-threatening. And so what happens with estrogen crossed with nicotine or tobacco, it increases your risk of having a blood clot, okay? So a blood clot, we will call a DVT, okay? Or a deep 
vein thrombosis. And okay. usually those will start in your legs. Okay. So if you're smoking and using estrogen, you're at high risk of having a blood clot. And the ones that can become lethal are the ones that go to your lungs or your heart. And those are called pulmonary emboli. So the safest form of estrogen for anyone who uses nicotine products. And so that means smoking cigarettes, using hookah, um, or even e-cigarettes, cigars, the safest form is going to be the patch or a topical. Okay. So that's what I would recommend to anyone who is still, you know, having that struggle with nicotine. Um, the next form that is going to be safer than the injectable would be the oral. Okay. So the oral tablets, and then you have the injectables. So the injectables are going to get into your bloodstream a little bit faster than the other forms, but that doesn't mean that it's going to work faster or that it's going to get you to having those maximal results faster, even though that is anecdotally what you're going to hear on the streets. Okay. Um, This process, this is like puberty. Okay. Mm -hmm. And how long did puberty take? Yeah. The first time, right? The first time it took years. (laughs) And so the same thing is going to happen with this process. It is a, it is a process. It is like puberty. Now, if you maximize your dose of estradiol, no matter what form you might, you're going to get there a little bit faster. Okay. Um, But it really doesn't matter which form you're going to get there. So really it doesn't matter which form you just want to do it as safe as, as possible. Okay. Um, and so that's really great information. And you made a really good point about not rushing. Is there any warning signs you would give a person as far as like when it comes to their dosage, if they want to do the intermuscular um, dose? Um, really, the first time you start, you kind of want to go low and slow is what we kind of say. So you you go low and slow. You want to see how your body is going to react to the medication, just like any medication you start with. Okay. Antidepressant medications, anxiety medications, any medication, hypertension medications, because we're all different genetically. And so we really don't know how our bodies are going to react. You may react similar to like your sister or your mother, but you might not. So you really want to start a medication low and slow, do that for, you know, a couple of weeks to a month. And then once your body gets used to the medication, okay, then we can ramp it up a little bit. Okay. You might even be able to maximize your dose after about a month, but you don't want to just jump on to the highest dose from the get go. Okay. That's good to know. Um, So I want you to debunk one myth for me. Um, Okay. It was one that I personally struggled with. Right. So it's that thing where like, taking prep and being concerned if it's going to like affect your hormones in any type of way. Wow. Um, that's a myth that's out there. Yeah. Like it, I it, did yeah, not know that. It, it is something that we are so terrified of like to get on prep or to have your hormones. And like, I struggled with that for a very long time before oh. I honestly decided to get on this code. Okay, so yeah, no. Being on prep and being on your hormones, you can do both. Please do both. I, and honestly, anybody who wants to be on prep, I want them on prep, okay? I know there's these these guidelines, quote unquote, for who should be on prep or who prep is recommended for or you yeah. know, this quote unquote high risk. Okay, no. Anybody who wants prep should be on prep and should be able to get prep, period. 
Okay, and can you just tell the people who may not be aware of what PrEP is? What is Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so PrEP is pre-exposure prophylaxis, and that is for the prevention of HIV. And so it is one pill once a day, every day. Now, there's other ways to take PrEP, but the best way to take it is one pill once a day, every Which day. I did not know. <laughs> yes, yes. That's the best way to take it, okay? okay? Now, if you miss a pill, one pill, you're still okay. If okay. you miss two pills in a week, you're still okay. Try not to miss more than two pills in one week, okay? okay? But yes, now there's two medications that are approved for PrEP, okay? One is Descovy and the other one is Truvada. And Truvada now has a generic medication that's the equivalent, okay? And so okay. there are some guidelines with that generic medication. And so you have to read the details on that. Um, now, anyone who's sex assigned at birth is male, the, they have the option of taking both of those medications. Okay. The only reason that someone who's sex assigned at birth is female only has the option of using Truvada is because Discovy has not been studied for the use of PrEP in that population, okay? Now, honestly, it should be approved soon. It's just because the studies haven't come out yet. Oh, okay. it's not biased. Okay, got it. <laughs> so when we do research, like... yeah, it's only because of the research hasn't been published, so it's not official. So okay. I can't prescribe it and say, yes, this is fine. Legally, I have to prescribe it to those populations, just like the vaccines right now, right? So okay. the COVID vaccines, um, the vaccines are approved for either 16 and up or 18 and up. That's only because the studies haven't been published in the populations that are younger. So that's the only thing, okay? But okay. yes, you can take PrEP and you can take your hormones. Good. So my last question came from someone that I had a really good conversation with that I didn't think about. Like, so what does healthcare look like for undocumented trans people? That is a really good question. That is such a good question. Honestly, what does healthcare look like for undocumented people, period? Yes. Oh, it is, it is unfortunate that we live in the United States of America and healthcare is not available to every single human being walking right. on this soil, period. So yeah. honestly, if you, if you come to Corktown, we're going to do whatever we can to take care of anybody who walks through the door, period. Okay. Wherever we can. Now, if you are a resident of the state of Michigan, we can do more. Okay. Okay. There are ways to navigate onto some um, insurance plans. Very few, but there are some opportunities. Okay. The Breast and Cervical Cancer Control Program is available for breast cancer screening and anyone who is on hormones and has family history or risk for okay. breast cancer. Um, for anyone who is a resident. Um, so there's some things that are out there, but not a lot, but we still want you to show up at the doctor's office. Right. Okay. We right. want you to show up. Now there's some opportunities to pay for some things out of pocket. There's also some coupons available to lower the price of the hormones. Okay. Right. There's some specialty pharmacies that will also work with you to get lower prices on the hormones. Now you may not have as many options, um, but there are programs available and ways to get your medication and not get it off the street to get it from a pharmacy. Okay. okay. But 
you got to ask the questions. You got to connect with healthcare providers. And honestly, there's some healthcare providers like me. We'll try to do as much as we can. There are limitations, but we're going to try to do whatever we can. There's ways to get um, lab work done and, and other things. Um, and especially at Quirktown, we'll try to do whatever we can to try to help you. Okay. Well, thank you so much for shedding light on those things for me. Um, I hope that actually helps some of my listeners because those were questions that I was getting. So um, yeah, check my doctor out at Quirktown. She's amazing. I trust her with my life, literally. <laughs> so um, I appreciate you coming on today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And, and if you have any other questions, just, just you know, you can call me, text me. Okay. Um, but just let me know if any other questions come up. And again, thank you so much for having me. No problem. Again, I just want to thank Dr. Riddle-Jones for coming on and sharing her expertise with us all. And so, y'all, I must say, she's probably most likely going to be a returning guest. So if y'all have any questions about um, what therapy looks like, any questions about health and wellness, please let me know. And then when she come on, I will definitely ask her all those questions. I just want to say your girl is booked and busy. I am so thankful for each and every one of y'all that tune in every Monday to listen to me. I am having some amazing guests come down the pipeline, which is all one of those things, right? Like when you ask the universe for certain things, you have to prepare for it. Like you have to be ready for it. And so I'm just thankful. I am going to continue to keep producing content for you all. And I definitely hope y'all stay tuned. And I hope that y'all start supporting um, more Black creators, right? So um, please, if you have not, I would ask that you please donate to my cash app, Miss Mouthy Podcast, because I really want to do some really great things, not only for the show, but for the community. So, um, again, it's Miss Mouthy Podcast. That's my cash tag. And thank you again. And remember, even when you don't see me, you hear me. This is your girl, Miss Mouthy. Thank you for another Mouthy Mondays and see you next week. Bye.